0: Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories. Rough drafts, really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbott and Cassie Soliday.
1: Hello. <laughs> Anyone out there I still don't know how to start the episode. <laughs> But we're back. Another week of Jammiest. New
2: story.
0: And we have a guest. Yes. We have our first male guest on Jammiest Mm -hmm. Bits of Jam.
2: With heavy femme energy. Oh, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, for, I don't know. (laughs) Me and Cassie were kind of talking about earlier how we started this podcast in a former tier of feminism and inclusivity. (laughs) and yes. and we were like like when we started it when was this like 2015 2015 yeah we were like it'll be women only because women and then mm. women and women first and then now we're in a space where we're like no we want to include everyone except for like you know donald trump I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> um kind of talk about the new tier of inclusivity I really dig that and like that we kind of mentally got there without talking about it
0: totally like yeah we didn't like like it naturally happened just from I think you know from us absorbing in new information about inclusivity and like being more educated since our 2015 selves yeah um we are so happy to have Jared here Jared
2: yeah I was just gonna say 2015 I'm like Ugh, two years ago no right Lies. that's
0: six, six. Like, <laughs> years ago yeah I can't yeah. even mm-hmm.
2: but I know I, I kind of agree with you guys too I just feel like we naturally have like just unspokenly gone through this change of just like how we shift our behavior and just like how we think of things and we didn't you don't have to make a parade of it Absolutely, yeah. And that Mm -hmm. should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, like, a lot of the media that's coming out with that's more inclusive and everything, um, I always love it when there's, like, queer characters or characters of color that you, like, aren't normally represented and where it's, like, the fact that they're queer or the fact that they're, like, from another culture is not the most important thing about them um, or the Mm -hmm. most interesting thing about them. And I think like that's like another example of us like kind of in a new tier of um inclusivity and normalizing what is normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like that everything is normal um but yeah so anyway all that to say we have a man here yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we've made a mini parade of it, uh, <laughs> <think about>
1: it. <laughs> but it's a welcoming parade I hope <laughs> so Jared is a writer and uh, he works in entertainment Ooh, there's so many aspects of you how do you describe yourself Jared?
2: That's hard because you know every time I go to a play for a reality show they ask me this and I'm just <laughs> stumped and it changes every time but I mean proud Gemini um, proud theater kid, um, theme park goer. I'm just like building my gender Slytherin, profile, that I don't need in sister, Slytherin sister, <laughs> um, <laughs> P- 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 Auto. yeah. Um, escape room artist, beach <laughs> <laughs> goer, yeah. The list goes on. There's a lot. You're yeah. right. Oh, mystic, love the spooks.
0: Love the spooks, for sure, for sure. Um yeah, and Jared has a lot of um cool interests and I don't know which interest is going to be profiled in his story. I'm yes. very excited. I know I have
2: mm-hmm. I, I mean Christine and I live together and I it has taken every part of my strength to not tell her or give her a clue to like what she's about to get. Like, which,
0: is funny because, like, when I write my stories for Jeremias, I usually, like, read them for Jared. Yes. For nice. <laughs> so um, he has refrained from that part of um, our usual, like, okay. structure. Yes.
2: I want just a, a genuine reaction Fair. that can only be achieved by that.
1: That must be tough because you guys are writing partners sometimes too. Yeah, so, like true.
2: it's it's funny because yeah, I usually have to bounce off Christina a lot because she's like definitely more experienced than me. But I guess this is like the first. This is you guys are just you guys. No, we didn't forget it. We're just experiencing it live. Oh, the the you hearing it for the first time and being like because I usually give that's you a song. true. That's yeah.
0: true. It is a first mm-hmm. try. So track. I will give yeah. you the thoughts that I would have given you off of
2: a mic there you go yeah <laughs> and to, to be truthful and to be honest um I did put this together in a short amount of time because you had to remind me of that
0: <laughs> which was also my fault because I was like <laughs> on Sunday, I looked at my calendar and I was like oh Monday we're recording I should probably remind Jared <laughs> all of the process <laughs> literally I for this podcast. two weeks before and that was it and mm-hmm. then I was like, hey, we're um, recording your episode on mm-hmm. my day.
2: But if I would have kept track in my Valfrey planner, mm. I would have known.
0: <laughs> Valfree. Mm-hmm.
2: but She be, tried. She did. But to be honest, like, would have I worked on it until like two or three days before very recording? Tr- very true. <laughs> Which um,
0: is how me and Cassie operate mm-hmm. as well.
1: with yeah. our story. Yeah. Yeah. Because as the audience knows, we typically give each other a week to write it because we dare each other at the end of every episode. And the guests, we don't give them a time frame. We tell them with a good amount of time ahead uh, of the, their recording date so that they don't have that week. So we're just like in the family of do it right before the show. So right, welcome.
0: You, <laughs> we give each other a week, but then we like actually give ourselves like two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but at least it, that I knew I had to do this like a good two weeks in because, like, with my process and something I'm working on is I like to just like um, marinate on an idea. And like all the things I would want to do Or like what would be cool in the world And my mind just goes all over Because I'm really into like the world building And just like the details It's like my favorite part of storytelling And so, um, you know, I just like let that, you know, fester And like grow a bit But it isn't the most helpful Because your brain is not meant for storage It's meant for thinking ideas So you got to get those things mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. So I've been trying mm-hmm. to get better Just like writing little nivets down So it could like frees up my mind but, you know, yeah, I just, like, I like to think about it. And then the pressure of just getting it done made it the diamond it is to <gasps> And
0: I'm so excited to hear
1: it. Same. I think we have to just jump right into it after that. Do you, do you have anything <laughs> you
0: needed to say beforehand?
2: Yes. Right. Yes. Um, uh, I'm going to preface this with, um, I'm just going to reinforce it one more time. A couple days, <laughs> first draft. And please, please, please forgive the accent.
0: Ooh, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I did. Um, okay, cool. Wednesday, July 17th, 1861.
2: Today is sinfully hot. Luckily, I've managed to gather enough energy to come lay out by the willow trees and find rescue in their soft shade. Mother was kind enough to bring me a glass of her refreshing sweet tea the best of what New Orleans has to offer, words of the mayor said himself. At least that's what my friend Charlotte told me, though she is a true stretcher that one. Regardless, till this day, I have not tasted a tea that is superior to mother's. I've been daydreaming more than I should recently. It's been difficult to focus on my lessons between the summer heat and the recent absence of my father. Last week, he was recruited to lead a ragtag band of Confederate soldiers who declared that they were on a mission to protect what's theirs. Mother is very upset, especially since he hasn't fully recovered from the last war. Before he left, Father made a promise to Timmy and I that he would write to us every chance he got and made sure we understood that he was fighting for our freedom to protect us, the plantation, and the rest of our property. I refuse to bow down to a new king, he screamed. I despise this feeling of unknowing. I wish a letter would come soon that I may rest without worry. (laughs) It's funny because days like today remind me of when Father would take us on a boat ride through the swamp. He would wake us up really early, which Timmy always hated, with a basket filled with our favorite goodies. We'd always somehow go on a perfect day. There was always a soft breeze, the sun shining through the tree branches, not a dark cloud in sight, and even the swamp flies never bothered me. Those memories will soon fade and may be placed with the coldness I felt on a day that is hotter than hell. Thursday, October 31st, 1861. What an unforgettable night! I am still catching my breath. I am afraid to keep any record of tonight's events, but my judgment is not in its best state of mind. While I was out in town today to grab a few supplies to send to father, I ran into Charlotte. She insisted that I join her and a few of the other girls who were going to the graveyards outside town to talk to the undead. I'm not a huge fan of frights, so I declined, but she insisted that she had a fun surprise and I wouldn't be disappointed. I pretended to not feel well after coming back from town so I could stay in my room all night and not have mother bother me. She told me associating myself with the lacks of Charlotte would tarnish my reputation in a way that could impact my future, especially when it concerns my mother's latest obsession, my virtue. Anyway, I snuck out of my room and met Charlotte by the Mossy Bridge. She handed me a small tin can and instructed me to drink it as quickly as possible. She said something about it helping me hear the spirits better. Least I think. (laughs) Can't quite remember. As soon as we got there, I heard unfamiliar sounds coming from behind the mausoleums. Did the girls start without us? Suddenly, something grabbed my leg and I screamed louder than a boiling kettle. I kicked at it so hard I ended up shattering a vase on the tombstone, causing many frightened screams and boys running out from behind the graves and tombstones, frantically putting their trousers back on. After that scare, Charlotte revealed this was all a ruse to get me to have my first kiss. She apologized to her failure and deception and handed me a jam-filled pastry. Boysenberry, my favorite. At least I still have my virtue. I'm not particularly sure where it will get me, but now it's starting to make sense for all the boys in town hang with Charlotte. Monday, January 27th, 1862. I wish I was not here. I wish to be anywhere but here. The war still continues. Troops in and out of town each day. I swear I hear explosions, shots, and bangs in the distance, anticipating each boom. Sleep is a long-lost friend, and when I wake up from a horrid dream, I like to come down onto the porch and feel the air on my sweaty face. Timmy found me hunched over asleep in the rocking chair and thought I had died and was in heaven like Father. Not to my surprise, mother was not happy with me, especially when she found the can Charlotte gave me. The work on the plantation has gotten harder to manage. I can see the toll this has taken on mother. She wouldn't stop crying after she came back from dropping off what was left of our harvest to Miss Dawson and her family. Mrs. Dawson let my mother know that she had heard word that there was a surprise attack from the Union over by the Mississippi River, where a lot of the Confederates had set up base and that she had stopped receiving letters from Mr. Dawson. I didn't wanna believe my father was dead, but we hadn't received a letter in some time, nor anyone else in town. Mother has kept herself busy with the many changes going around the plantation. I had to stop going to lessons and spend my time tending to the fields, making sure that they were ready for the next harvest. Timmy has been helping out as much as he can. All he can talk about is how he wants to be a soldier like father, despite my best efforts to sway him from a lack of violence and savagery. Still, Each night, I go out and sit on the porch waiting to welcome my father. My mother thinks I'm a fool sitting out all night, but I know he's still out there. Saturday, May 3rd, 1862. I am aghast with the promises my mother has made behind my back. Why does she think she has the right? This woman has lost all sense. Men, women, and children are losing their lives, bodies thrown in piles on the streets, and all she is concerned with is my marital status. Patricia, you need a husband to take care of you. Patricia, what has become of the plantation? Patricia, what of the Haven Hop name? What about my agency? What about what I want to do? Is there no value or merit in my search for our father? He is not dead. I cannot explain it, but I have a feeling way deep down telling me he is alive and needs my help. I have spent many nights by candlelight tracing the last known locations of my father's regiment. Between the letters sent by soldiers and the rumors circulating, between the letters sent by soldiers and the rumors circulating around the city, I am most certain father is near the southwest border of Tennessee. I wanted to leave as soon as I came to this realization, but the thought of me traveling alone across a war-torn Louisiana frightened me. But the idea of spending my life with a man I did not love frighten me more. Tuesday, June tenth, eighteen 1862. Dear Timmy and mother, please forgive me for all the trouble and worry I've put you through. None of it was intentional, and I could have done this in a more pleasant manner. I would have. Please believe me. I wish I can go back and change the events of my wedding day, but I simply cannot. Instead, I will just try to get you to understand. After I ran out, I headed to the bakery to meet Charlotte. She gave me her brother's old soldier uniform and supplies to carry me over for a couple of days as I'm going with a group of soldiers heading north. The uniform is big on me and I don't talk much in hopes to not give up my disguise. Charlotte says she's heard a bunch of women impersonating soldiers before. I'm gonna find father and I'm gonna make this family whole again. Keep me in your prayers. Love, Patricia.
1: I did not see any of this
0: coming. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Wow, I'm gobsmacked.
2: Are you really? Yes. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Um,
0: I have so many things to say. (laughs) Um, Cassie, do you have anything first? Just to just to start i mean big
1: fan of your writing Uh, before tonight so it's like shocking to have read i think two to three things you've written before and then hear you you know read this uh yeah such versatility in this
0: one (laughs) it's so good so cassie i need to tell you and our listeners that Jared has never seen Gone with
2: the Wind. (laughs) What? Oh, I forgot it. Yeah, that was going to be part of my purpose, but I had to change it because, like, I wanted to keep it. I-
0: Thank you. This is worth it. How he has this information (laughs) to write a story like this without seeing Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Yeah. You- Uh,
1: you should watch it, though. It was. Yeah, no. no, we've
0: been planning to yeah. watch it for
2: years. Yeah, and I knew after I read this story, Christina was going to say, okay, <laughs> we're going to watch Go With the Wind. No,
0: it is, like, high demand now. It has to happen. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: Move to the front of the line.
0: That okay, first... I love the little nods to um, Princess and the Frog. Same. Yeah. Whether same. you did it on purpose or not. I'm sure you did, because I know you love that mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> um, with Charlotte being her best friend. Yes. At first, I was like, is this a new Tiana story? <laughs> oh! even <laughs> okay. the same thing! Oh. <laughs> I was like, fan fiction! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because this fan fiction, that would be... That's actually like such a good idea to like do a story in a fan fiction. Like I'm probably gonna do that now. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but like yeah. Um, okay, Cassie, you go because I need to gather my thoughts. Oh my gosh,
1: mine are just so sporadic. Like so, he you, st- you started and I was like, oh oh dear, we're going to this time time frame. Uh, so that was a little. <laughs> I was like oh gosh what is he gonna what's the point of view here um I loved <laughs> I love the format and structure of the diary entries I thought that was so cool yeah. and getting yeah, such yeah. a personal um a personal into how how this character Patricia was seeing the world did you ever read the Dear America mo- books
2: um, I don't think so. I'd have to see a cover. Did you, Cassie?
0: I uh,
1: yeah, a couple of them. It, it's very similar, but I feel yeah. like you hit such deeper emotional notes. Oh, absolutely! And like <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. So and cool. I mean, they're written. Oh, like- those are yeah, those are kid yeah. book, but yeah, um, yeah. You hit the emotions so well, and they're so dramatically different. And I love that we get the lows, highs. We got hope, promise, and disappointment, and then. At the end, when she goes off to, uh, you know, portray herself, present as a man, right, to go find her father. Um, I got a lot of uh, Monstrous Regiment vibes, a Terry Pratchett novel where it's all about that. Uh, Really good book. Um, Is it interesting? Or is it? No, it's, um, I think the world is a little fictionalized but it seems like it's kind of uk european
0: ish Uh,
1: but it's a world with monsters as well so it's like humans and monsters um at at war
0: um yeah the uh i it's like it's like the start you know it's like it was giving like obviously mulan vibes Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. But like the snapshots of her life before her story begins, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a prologue Mm -hmm. of like when her actual adventure starts. Yeah. Um, which is mostly Gone with the Wind. Like, did you write (laughs) Gone with the Wind? Is my question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good question.
0: (laughs) So like similar. Not similar. It's not similar, Mm -hmm. but it's like the, the spirit uh-huh. of Gone with the Wind just, like, exuded from your body.
2: I love that so much. I like <laughs> all yes. smiles, Cassie. I'm not so smiling. <laughs>
0: um, I also love, 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 love the idea of Halloween during the Civil War. Uh
2: I'm obsessed with it. Why, why do you think? Why do you think I'm it's in there? Why do you think it's that. in there? I, when I was thinking of like the different dates of like, okay, which one yeah, do I yeah. want to do immediately? I was like, Halloween. I have to, because like I said, I love the spooks. I was just like, right. how cool would it be? And I have mm. a lot of different ideas too, because like I was going to have this entry earlier um when do I have it I think it's actually second one so never mind but like I was even gonna like try to do something I live doing like tarot tarot interest me I almost had yeah, like Charlotte read her cards oh, at the graveyard absolutely I almost like that, yeah, that yeah, yeah I think maybe like a longer format of, of the story um, it could work out that way
0: it also gave me this is bad
2: but to, <laughs> to toot my own horn
0: it gave me a lot of Abigail yeah. mm-hmm. which is a um a movie I'm currently writing that Jared's been following um, about the Salem witch trials. And um, so I feel like, I don't know, like I'm saying this not to be like, Ooh, I like was like instrumental, Mm -hmm. but I can tell that like you're um, you did so well with implementing that kind of like girlhood experience in that age range which I'm exploring in my film yeah you did so well with it in this oh, time cool. period Oh wow. so well
2: thank you oh my yeah. gosh thank you yeah,
0: there's that one spot where you say I
1: still got my virtue but you know I don't know what that'll get me
2: mm-hmm. I thought that was
1: really interesting uh I assume that is referring to like sex or like kissing or yeah. sexual yeah. things <laughs> you nailed the speak for that time period too definitely you. yeah
0: your language is so good and like you know the accent was going in and out, Definitely. but, like, we and it can't went to, hold you to that. Yeah, and it, yeah. like,
2: kind of went Georgia. Absolutely, And it's, like, yeah. I thought about doing Georgia as well, but, like, there's just something about Louisiana and, like, mm-hmm. the mysticism that surrounds that state. Definitely. And just, like, a lot of my aesthetic, like, what I love to do in style, I had to put it there, and I was, like, my... The, the the accent was for fun, of course, and just for, like, here. So it's, like, I'm not going to, like, change it just because I can't do this accent. And, well, you know.
0: I did a Southern accent in our first season uh, in our World War II episode.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: did a Southern accent of for my story, which is kind of funny because it was, like, Southern people during war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the same situation where I was, like, this accent is... Mm-hmm not accurate so everyone (laughs) chill out
2: um yeah and then it was you know I kind of really got inspired by that voice uh, because I just finished watching Bridgerton and Mm. me and Christina were discussing it and there's just something about like the purity and virtue and it's just like how we I just talked about like we were just I was like always astounded by like even the way people thought of you affected what you could do with your life in a society, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because -hmm, you can't control it. Mm -hmm. And so, and just with the politics of like, you know, how their society works, I just always find that very interesting. And like, I don't know why I am drawn to those characters, but like, I just feel for them. And I just like, understand You're just like, I want to get out from under this.
0: Well, that's what makes Mm -hmm. a perfect female heroine character um, in times like this, because- Uh, She's elevated. She's elevated in her thought of what virtue means. She's elevated in her thought of what being a woman means in wartime. Uh Like, she's like, how can I even think about having a husband when my dad is out there either dead or dying? Like, got to take care of the first man in my life before I can even have a second (laughs) And so I think that's an elevated thought pattern, and that's what makes good heroines, Uh especially in, like, Period pieces, right? Yeah, um, so, um, I'm obsessed. I need a yeah. movie yeah. like immediately. The, Agreed,
2: that is the only hint I gave you. And I, know I did, you did say that. I did tell Christine I was like, This has inspired me to like work and like explore this in a screenplay because I think it would sure. be absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like what you just read is just like the opening of the film.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, or
1: even some of them could be flashbacks while yeah. she's on yeah. the journey. Right. Okay. Um, so question for you, like, how did you, did you do any research for this?
2: Okay. Great question. Okay. Yeah, great so um, I will, I'm going to like answer my own question first. Before I <laughs> okay. <you. laughs> so the inspiration for this piece is um, I had to, I was taking improv in college and we had to do this assignment where we just had to improv a monologue for like a character like you just had to get up there and just like improv oh, something
0: wow. okay wow. And so
2: I went up and this is like just like my obsession I was just like was this like southern belle character writing in her diary on her front porch or she was like waiting for her boyfriend to come back from the war I just love that silhouette of like the woman like waiting and mm-hmm. just like with nature it's mm-hmm. just like you mm-hmm. know There's just like a lot going on It tells its own story Mm -hmm. And so I always love that tableau And I'm just like okay I would do that And so like my monologue or like my improv Was just like me reading you What I was like writing in the diary And I was like being crazy and like going all over I was just being dramatic I was just like blah 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 blah. Um, And so yes that's where The inspiration came from And so for research yeah I did do a little bit of research Um, Hashtag go YouTube Um (laughs) And I was able to um, just really look into like what women were doing at the time and like seeing like especially at this age like what was going on and then like I did like specific research on like what was going on around like New Orleans because like I knew wanted to be in, in that area and actually there was like a huge battle very early on in the Civil War that where the New Orleans itself was taken over like in 1862. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So this is almost like right before like Patricia is like or like, no, this this has happened in between one of her journal entries. Like when she says, "like there's bodies in the streets," that's what I'm referring to. Is like she's like, "there's all these people dying in New Orleans," and like, cause like they would put the bo- there was so many bodies that they would pile them up in just the streets. Yeah,
0: right, right, right. And so
2: you're just like, "ill," like this is disgusting. Like, yeah,
1: and I don't even feel like you like said it outright. Like you mm-hmm. just alluded to it, which I thought was really beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. So she lives in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. 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 I mean, I think it's such a cool idea to just like spend some time there anyway during that time,
2: with everything that was going on. Because mm-hmm. like the Louisiana Purchase was going on, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. drama, and then like yeah, like they like New Orleans was fought over very early because I guess it like was like some deciding, you know, it like helped decide who like was going to win the war or whatever. Um, and then I always like. I'm interested to see how like I wanted to like show that like she was Like on the confederacy but like doesn't Like war and like things like what's going On is stupid and just like Right dumb. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that was a lot of like um y- Youth back Then I like There was like You know a lot of young people were Forced to do service And stuff Um, and not So much was like Hey, I believe this. Though a lot were, but like um on both sides. I think there was just like this like I guess we're doing this cuz our dad's told us to, you know. And um the idea of, you know, which rings true for people like us um and I'm sure Cassie is in the same boat of our parents who have a certain certain ideals about the world and politics that do not match what we have found as adults to be what we believe in our Mm -hmm. hearts and so I think that rings true super like super sympathetic on her end for people like us who don't necessarily follow in the same political footprints as our parents but are having to deal with the blowback and the um like just the way the world is because of decisions that our parents made right Mm -hmm. so I think that's like I think it's very timely I think it's very like relatable um and to put it in the and the view of a girl during this summer or during the Civil War is like very interesting
1: mm-hmm. definitely and as you move forward to you know going you know writing this screenplay and everything like uh, I know this is just like the first step towards that and um, but putting it in the you know the Civil War you would have to address race
2: mm-hmm. so
1: in Louisiana like in New Orleans, uh, what Do you know what they, their kind of thoughts were? Like, did did they have slaves or were the, you know, people free?
2: Um, so it did depend. We were getting to a time where, like, um, depending on the circumstances, like, some slaves were free and some were not. Mm-hmm. But I do try to kind of, I did beat around the bush in yeah. this. There yeah. was allusions that I was trying to make that, like, her family owned slaves. They did. Mm. They were used to run the plantation which i was trying to give context like when her dad was like she like she's she does think slavery is stupid but i didn't want to i couldn't i didn't wasn't really sure how to express that without Mm -hmm. like getting too much into Mm -hmm. it um but she you know he's like i'm fighting for our right and i'm fighting for our property he's referring to the slaves because he's like oh i have a life that works for me and my family and i don't need to change it i don't need someone in a state that's nowhere close to me, telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, that's what I'm fighting for kids. Like,
0: right. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Totally. Um, and then to feel the way that she feels, I also, I think despite her own, like, I don't believe in, you know, slavery, I think that they should be free, you know, but my father's fighting for the side, the other side of it but I'm still going to go find him and Mm -hmm. save him. Yes. Like, it's like wading into enemy territory almost. Um, But she, and dressing up as a boy is like another level to that as well. Mm -hmm.
1: There's a lot of conflict, right? Because like, you know, your, your emotion, like you don't agree with your parent, but you still love them. Mm-hmm. You know, and going after that him is, is like the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, example of her love for him.
0: Yes, I do suggest you watch. Well, When we're gonna watch. I'm already <laughs> putting it yeah. in our calendar. Um, but you should also watch, um, Dickinson
2: okay. on Apple
0: TV because it's awesome. And also, um, they have an interest. It's during like right before the Civil War. Um, but they live in the north. So uh-huh. they're they have um, only free black families in their community. but the black families are like the black community is like um, they have to have like secret meetings to try and like affect the civil like uh-huh. the the um, to affect change in the south. Um, and they're still basically like, Oppressed in every way possible, except for being enslaved, and um, how Emily Dickinson, who comes from a pretty um, high society, rich white family, and being a free liberal thinker, and not and thinking that you know slavery is bad, this is bad, everything you know, we got to get rid of it. Um, But while her father also thinks that, chooses to do things politically that are the opposite of that because it's better for him and his family in the long run. So it's kind of an interesting like look at that time on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. um, And how a young woman growing up in that time also reacted to all of these things. Yeah. So I definitely recommend that for you and also everyone. It's a great show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I have to say, like, I just love that
1: you didn't just choose this uh, to shock us like as like a uh, a, like uh, unexpected, you know, subject matter. And like, this is something that you created in college, you know, while improvising, which is such a pure form of expression. (laughs) Uh, So I love that so much. It's so personal and I love it.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I um, definitely learned that, like, early on in writing, just, like, yeah, you don't do anything for shock, and, like, things have a reason, like, okay. you know, why are things happening the way that they're happening? Um, what was I going to say? Um,
0: Well, our pilot, Jared and I are writing partners, and we wrote an animation pilot, which also started from something that he wrote in college. <laughs> 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 so we just got a deep... do a deep dive of your college stuff and that will be my career (laughs) that's where the gold is
2: (laughs) um yeah some other things that i just like wanted to point out because i think they were fine um oh yeah so i has i looked at christina when i was like (laughs) (laughs) after i said like charlotte gave patricia alcohol
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, hang on. I'm going to edit edit that moment in here because I cut it out of the original okay, recording. Okay. So, hang on.
2: Not to my surprise, mother was not happy with me, especially when she found the can Charlotte gave me.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
2: Sorry. <laughs> okay. So I just like looked like Christina funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He gave me like this really weird look. Very like, girl, can you believe? Okay.
1: Okay, so that's where it's going to go. So continue. (laughs) So that is exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. yeah, Jared yeah. just looked at me suddenly, and it was like a. Can you believe that girl? Look, and I. Then... <laughs>
1: I wish I could have seen it.
2: Um. Yeah, I just thought. Oh, I remember the other thing I was going to say, but let me finish this point. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wanted to point out that, like, I also loved this October Halloween moment because the reason why. Patricia knows that her dad is not dead is because when she sits on the porch and drinks she does not hear him.
0: Um yeah, because he's of not the dead. yeah, the spirits. It's very um uh twilight zone. If you guys watch like old twilight zone, Rod Sterling was obsessed with the Civil War. Mm. And there was a lot about that. And that moment gives me very twilight zone. Old twilight zone of like the spirits and the trauma of the civil war and what that all meant in like kind of a metaphysical way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I love that. And um, did you do research about what Halloween w- night was like back then?
2: Um, I tried to, but I didn't like go deep into it. Um, I just mostly was like, what, like would Charlotte I just got inspired by like a teenager being bad, like, being
0: mm-hmm.
2: bad. Like, yeah, doing like what's around New Orleans and like what would like these adults do? I mean, like I might have to like go fact check that, but like I just for story, I was no, like, I love it. Let's go here.
0: I love the idea of like what you said before. I love the idea of her going to get her like tarot red and stuff too, mm-hmm. like by like a you know Romani or something like right. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this. In this, I wanted this scene to be longer, but, like, I was trying to keep, like, it all, like, the Mm -hmm. same. But just because I had the most inspiration. But, yeah, I was going to do, like, yeah, like, she was here to get her first kiss. And then, like, that all goes, like, awry. And then, like, but they stay behind and, like, do other things and, like, just talk and hang out. And we would get to know them, like, and see their friendship more. But just for, like, the sake of, like.
0: I also love that it's not a boy that she's, like, oh, he went off to war, that it's her dad. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I like yeah, I, mean, I like really just like wanted to set up like that he was like it's weird that I wanted to set up that he was like likable and good. Like, you know, he like cares about mm-hmm. his family, mm-hmm. but it's just like he's this man that like you know wants to just sacrifice his life for like this ideology.
0: It's the the high class man of the time. Same with the problematic white man we have now. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so Yeah. Um I was so I was gonna mention is in my research, so it was interesting i was gonna like have her like be a nurse and go off or like do something like that mm. turns out they didn't let women do that no In fact, they didn't no they, didn't. they only trusted them by rolling up the gauze yeah that, that was it <laughs> and like they still had men like doing all like the Everything. real stuff yeah so because of that um and i watched this amazing lecture i forget her name but, like, um, she had done, like, a whole deep dive on, like, what... Like, literally, that's, like, what women were doing in the civil, civil War. war. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, there's no one reason why women became soldiers. It was a lot of reasons. There were some women... Like, they get this from diary entries that, like, there were some women who, at the time, we would have called it transgender, but, like, just, mm. like, were, like, in this, You know, they just thought or they knew that they were, like, oh, I need to, like... Supposed to be doing, be, that. Be doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then others would um do it to just fight because they wanted to fight Mm -hmm. and they just like thought they could do it better than Mm -hmm. just the men but like you know people would shove them aside because of like the body and like um just like what all their dumb reasons are Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I think there was one more reason but basically that's where I got the inspiration of like she goes undercover as a soldier to go find her father
0: yeah did she find him
2: we'll have to see oh my god
0: ah I can't
2: wait.
0: Uh, Yeah, and it's also interesting that we have... (laughs) The Civil War is, like, such an interesting time for American, like, fiction and stories because we have... Because it is, like, Brothers Fighting Brothers, like, we can find empathy in the Confederate side because it was so... Like, it was, like... They almost were ignorant of like you're the bad guys (laughs) um and they were still american so i think there's like you know with gone with the wind and stuff and there's always like the problematic aspect of it obviously um but there's like more room for us like it's not like we're gonna be writing a lot of sympathetic like nazi movies (laughs) but more so we have more room in the civil war with that um but i think that you have a really good like foundation here for a movie about a girl on that side of things who can in the end be a hero um for the right and for the right side of history so i'm so proud of you
2: thank you (laughs) yay
0: (laughs) Jared. Yes. Um, do you have any like, oh, did you want to plug in Instagram or s- more people can follow you in your adventures?
2: Yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram at captainsassy19 or you or slash and follow me on my drag account. She's a little bit in hibernation right now, but she's still alive. Her name <laughs> is Mirage Atois, but the handle is Mirage A3 through nope it,
0: no, is it, no. it's mirage, mirage. it's it, a mirage
2: it, it's a mirage it's a mirage yeah it, it's a mirage. and then uh, mirage on tiktok as well
0: yes yeah she puts out
1: great content She does done. great performances so before we completely get out of here um what we do at the end of the podcast is we um, dare each other to write a story based off of a theme so right now you get to dare Christina what to write for next week's episode
2: oh fine mm. give it to me <laughs> let's do mm. honeymoon <laughs> honeymoon oh
1: my god what do you I think don't... of that one
2: I don't know I mean, oh, it just has the double O's. The those double O's. I guess triple. There's three O's. There's three O's. <laughs> I, can I can do a
0: honeymoon story. I'm all about that. One yeah. day I'll
1: have my own. Aww. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, we got our dare, and uh, we'll we uh we won't see or hear anyone next week. You'll hear us though. So we'll be back. <laughs> thank you so much jared for coming on the show this has been amazing so much fun
2: so good no i love this so much i guess i've
1: been really killing it this season i know i'm like dang i need to
0: become a better writer jesus that was great but thank you so much
2: but you guys took out more it's just the quantity versus okay quality
1: (laughs) makes it so much better (laughs) um but thank you (laughs) This episode of the JMA Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Bits of Jam Podcast and on Facebook.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.